Good morning. Let's all stand and sing together. There's a peace I've come to know. Though my heart and flesh may fail, there's an anchor for my soul. I can say it is well. Jesus has overcome, and the grave is overwhelmed. The victory is won. He is risen from the dead. darkness breaks to light and the shadows disappear my faith shall be my sign Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed the victory is won he is risen from the dead We can fall down before our Savior, and he just lifts us right back up again, and we rise with him. Let's sing another song together.
listen to the angels sing along the song of your faithfulness, the song of your grace, and of your love and kindness to the glory of your name. For everything that's in the Lord, listen to me say, I want to sing a song for you, I want to sing a song. And we'll sing about your love, your goodness, Lord, your righteousness. I want to sing a song of your faithfulness, song of your grace, and of your love and kindness to the glory of your name. And everything that's in the Lord, listen to me sing. I want to sing a song of you. your voices of holy, holy are you Lord Almighty We don't have a children's sermon this morning but we do invite you to turn and greet your neighbors a moment before you return to your seats Good morning, everybody. Today is Laity Sunday, and I first and foremost want to thank all of 
those people that stepped up to bring to you a uh, message and um, bring to you the service based on laity people. We do not have anyone from the ministry working today. Well, maybe I'm not sure if he ever works, but um, and I was also going to say until I just made that crack that we're not going to have the jokes and the humor that we typically have. Um, before we get started, I'd like to have the ushers come forth with uh, prayer cards. Uh, within this service, we ask that those that have prayer concerns, something that we feel that can be lifted up in, in public, to be, please sign those in and then bring them up and we will pray for them as a group. Um, a few announcements. Okay, kids, our Sunday night programs of Mission Kids, Choir and Bible Study continues tonight. Our regular schedule resumes, so we'll meet in our regular rooms at the regular times. And those of you that can support our children's annual Halloween carnival and trunk or treat by volunteering to help with the carnival or donating candy or small prizes, donations will be accepted in Katie's office or the church office between now and Sunday, October 30th. Thank you and see Katie with questions or to volunteer. We hope you plan to join us for our annual Halloween Carnival and Trunk and Treat starting at 5 p.m. in our Family Life Center on Sunday, October 30th. And also, Sunday, October 30th is also Pink Sunday. Please wear pink to church as we celebrate survivors and honor those who lost to breast cancer. Okay, and then uh, today, the Education Council meeting in the Social Hall at 2.30 to look ahead toward the 2012 calendar year. And also the Council on Ministries will meet at 4 p.m. also in the Social Hall. Methodist men will meet on Tuesday night, October 18th at Southern Times, downtown Greer at 6.15. And basketball signups start today, ages four and up, after 5 p.m. And it will go through October 30th. Sign-ups are right outside the FLC and also available online. Any questions, please see Robbie Septon. Uh, can the ushers please collect the prayer cards, please? You know, we didn't have this little screen up front last year and I'm not sure what to do with it. <laughs> Good morning. Let's lift our hearts in prayer to God, please. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the many blessings that you give us daily. You know the many concerns on our hearts this morning. We lift these up to you, the unspoken ones, as well as the specific names that we now call. We would like to pray for the troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. I ask for safe travel today for Chris. 
Please pray for my son and his family as they struggle with financial concerns. A daughter who has to sell a house and is in legal trouble. For Mike Hass and his flight. For healing for Martha and Carl Gibson and Michael Hass. We pray for Dusty Lawless and his family as his father has passed away unexpectedly yesterday. The Kelly Four family in this time of their tragic loss. We pray for a cousin's family and the passing of a mother. The families that were displaced yesterday by the fire at the Haven in Berry Shoals and Duncan. We pray for those that are searching for something that will return to you. We pray for Tanya Haney, and we ask that you lift her up. She has serious bladder reconstruction surgery and is in a research clinic in North Carolina. We pray for Reverend Jack Haney, who has low hemoglobin and is in Jacksonville Memorial Hospital. We pray for the victims of the apartment fire on Saturday also, Lord. We lift all of these up and the many, many unspoken names of people who we are concerned for. We know that you will wrap your arms around them and give them the strength that they need to carry on. We ask these things in your name who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture this morning is the gospel lesson in Matthew 19, 16 through 21. The rich in the kingdom of God. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good things must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept. The young man said, what do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven then come, follow me. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, God. 
Good morning. Well, when I was preparing my, my uh, message this morning, I emailed Arthur to see if he could give me any good jokes to open up with, but he told me he was fresh out. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. He was very helpful in guiding me along through this process. Ever since I can remember, Memorial United Methodist Church has always been a part of my life. I grew up attending Sunday school, and I'm a product of the Child Enrichment Program. I also attended Asbury Hills Methodist Camp from the time that I was in third grade through middle school. It was there that I first remember my spiritual life began to change. I truly felt the Holy Spirit and began to develop a better understanding of who Christ was and what he did for me. I then went through confirmation and then joined the church. I also attended youth regularly, and for those of, you who, those of you who remember, Michael Bingham was my first youth minister. He always had a way of wanting us to come to youth, and he would start or end um, the time that we were with him by saying, be there, aloha. Well, we all were kind of like, what does that mean, you know? But we, it wasn't until we got older that we understood what he meant by be there. Whether it was meeting every Sunday night for youth, or going to spring maid retreats or whitewater rafting, some of my best memories were time spent with my youth group. Of course, as you all know, middle and high school are the coming of age times where you think you're turning into the person that you're going to be. The group that I grew up with in Immemorial, I share a special friendship with, and I cannot describe my relationship with them through words to anyone. We grew in many ways together, especially with our spiritual walk with Christ. I'm so blessed that many of us have come back to Greer and are active members in Memorial. And we're also members of the Cross Training Sunday School class. After high school, I went to Columbia and I attended USC and studied to be an art teacher. I made so many lifelong memories and so many wonderful friends. And Christ had been so important to me but I tended to take a leave of absence from my faith and my church. I stopped attending church regularly because of many reasons, studying, staying up too late, partying too much, and sometimes I really didn't even have a valid excuse. It was not until my junior year that I realized that I felt that there was something missing, and it was Christ. Of course, he was always there for me, but I tried to always do everything myself. You know, people say that hindsight is 2020. You see, when I was in college, I had some of the best times of my life, but I also went through some of the most difficult experiences in my life. My freshman year, my father got sick, and that was followed by a series of a lot of surgeries that sent my financial, my, my family through a financial whirlwind. I would pray to God, why are you doing this? Why is this happening to my family? They work hard. We attend church every Sunday. You know, you don't understand why things happen like that. But I didn't realize that God had everything under control. He was always there. I just needed to ask for his help. So many of you might be asking, why am I sharing this? Or how did I get through all of this? Well, my answer is yes, it was with Christ. 
but it was also the people of Memorial United Methodist. While I had turned my back on my church or taken a break, my church wasn't going to let anything happen to me. God worked through so many people of this church that helped my family and I get through so many trials. Whether it was sending me devotionals or cards through the mail or even holding a fundraiser to help my family pay for medical bills, God was working through my church family. It was after this experience that I realized the importance of my church family and what Memorial did for me. It was because of the people of Memorial United Methodist Church that I began to realize Christ's purpose for my life. You see, I thought I was the person that I was supposed to be. But at 22, I realized that God had a bigger plan. He blessed me with a wonderful education and brought my, my husband Kevin into my life. When I moved back home to Greer, everything was falling into place. I was blessed to be hired as an art teacher at Greer High School, and Kevin and I got married. My father's health was better. I attended Memorial every Sunday, but I still felt that something was missing. I felt that I was just hitting the surface of where my relationship with Christ could be. So I prayed about it. God led me and many others who came back to Greer from our youth group to start a Sunday school class. And we have made so many new friends and rekindled relationships with old friends through our class and have been able to work through our church and our community. And it has been a true blessing in my life. Kevin and I also made an effort to become more involved from playing sports. I'll kind of leave that up to Kevin. <laughs> um, to Sunday school gatherings and joining a women's circle or Bible studies, we both recommitted ourselves to Christ. And I've been here ever since. Everything was so perfectly right. Everything was falling into place. I had wonderful friends, family. I loved my career. Everything was going great. Until a couple of years ago, where I hit where a lot of people would consider rock bottom. Kevin and I struggled to start a family, and I went through some medical issues. I didn't understand, again, why that was happening to us. But does anyone? But I, it was through those trials that I feel that I became closer to God. Sylvia Dobson taught our class one month, and it totally put things into perspective for me. She said that our talents are not just things that we do well, but how we react to situations, whether good or bad. I think that we all want to get to that mountaintop, but we have to go through the valley first. I have truly felt because I have tried to make an effort to become more involved and tried to get to know more members of Memorial that my faith has been strengthened. I feel that through our church, we are able to work for Christ. It is through the church that we are able to do God's will and fulfill God's plans for our life. Just like my mom and dad always told me in everything that I was doing growing up, Allie, you're going to get out of something what you put in. I wanted more than just a worship service once a week. I felt that I wasn't giving God my all. It was through my involvement at Memorial that I have truly seen God work in my life and the life of others. My friend Cindy Davis did a devotional a couple of years ago at one of our circle meetings. And she gave us these cards that go along with it. Mine's kind of tattered because I keep it beside my desk at school to kind of put things into perspective for me. But it says, please, comma, God. And it has the comma crossed out with a red X. 
When I saw this, it all made sense to me. Throughout my life, I had been so wrapped up with asking God for different things that I felt that I totally missed the boat. I wasn't focusing on pleasing God. Now, of course, I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to God in, in prayer and ask for things. For Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. I'm just simply saying that sometimes we are guilty of wanting our will to be done and not God's. As Christian Methodists, we strive to do God's will. The character of a, of a Methodist was originally published by, by John Wesley in 1742. He's the fa father of Methodism. Now, his wording is a little different than what we would normally hear in a sermon in 2011, but I think that his ideals and characteristics that he describes still hold true today. Wesley emphasized that the distinction between essential beliefs of Christian faith were mere opinions. Excuse me, the, the difference between essential beliefs of the Christian faith and mere opinions. He believed that Christians could be united by a few essential doctrines and yet have differing opinions about a range of other less important things such as baptism or style of worship. He said that the distinguishing marks of a Methodist are not his opinions or of any sort, but as to all opinions which do not strike at the root of Christianity, we think and let think. According to Wesley, a Methodist is one who loves the Lord as God with all of his heart and with all of his soul, all his might and all of his strength. They not only love God, but they keep his commandments, all of them. They're happy in God. A Methodist prays without ceasing. Not that they're always in a house of prayer, but at all times in the language of the heart is in prayer. A Methodist is also pure in heart. They have the innermost of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. They do good to all, not only in their bodies but in their soul, and provoke those who have peace with God to abound more in love and good works. A Methodist is a Christian, not only in name but in heart and in life. They have the one design of, his, of their life to not do their own will, but God's will. They continually present their soul and body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. All the talents that they receive are constantly employed by God's will. They do all to glorify God and they do not let the customs of the world hinder them, as Wesley would say, running the race that is set before them. Whether Methodist or not, we are all Christians. And Wesley said, by these marks, by these fruits of a living faith, we try to distinguish ourselves from the unbelieving world, from those whose minds and lives are not according to the gospel of Christ. But from real Christians, whatever denomination that they might be, we earnestly desire not to be distinguished at all. Wesley stated that if there is any consolation in Christ, any comfort of any love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, let us strive together for the faith of the gospel. Walking worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, remembering that there is one body, one Spirit, even as we are called with one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in all of you. Notice that Wesley discusses one body and the church as a part of Christ's body. Through our church, we are able to serve and do Christ's work. I think we are all guilty of saying, what is God doing for me? What is my church doing for me? The church doesn't offer this or the church doesn't offer that. But since we are all a part of God's church, we can be the change and the difference that we want to see in God's ministry. I think we all need to realize that it's not about us, it's about spreading God's word. I have just shared my journey thus far and how my church family has impacted my life. Are we doing all we can to do God's work and be one in the body of Christ? As Paul stated in Romans, be devoted in one another. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, faithful in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So I tell you this as I am inspired by the words of John F. Kennedy. Ask not what you can do, what, excuse me, ask not what your church or God can do for you, but what can you do for your church and God? Amen. Thank you, Allison. Um, that may be the perfect laity sermon. Thank you. Could you please rise while we reaffirm our faith in God through the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, the Father Almighty. seated. Will the ushers please come forward so we can receive our tithes and offerings. Sin weighed upon 